Today, we're going to talk to somebody who's got a lot of experience in the logistics and e-commerce world, such as having worked for Alibaba. And he's actually going to also talk about some trends that he sees on Amazon. And we're announcing a huge event in Vegas next year for Helium 10. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. What happens when you've grown your Amazon business as much as you can and don't have the time or resources to take it to that next level? Well, that's where Thrasio comes in. Thrasio acquires category-leaning FBA brands from small business owners just like you, and they specialize in taking your brand to new heights while you profit from the growth. With more than a 1,000 experts at the top of their field in brand management, growth marketing, creative, and supply chain, Thrasio's operating team can grow your business exponentially. Find out today how you can make tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more, when your business is managed by Thrasio's expert team. Visit Thrasio.com slash Helium10 to connect with Thrasio. That's T-H-R-A-S-I-O dot com forward slash helium 10 hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the serious sellers podcast by helium 10 i am your host bradley sutton and this is the show that's a completely bs free unscripted and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the amazon walmart or e-commerce world and we've got somebody here who i don't think is an amazon seller but you know i've known him for a little bit i don't know too much about him that's what we're going to find out today Adam Shabazz. Adam, how's it going? Hey, Bradley. How's it going? I'm doing awesome. Now, have you ever sold on Amazon? Uh, I have not sold on Amazon. I have sold on eBay. Okay. Long, Excellent. Long Good. time ago. <laughs> let, 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 let's go back to your history. Um, and because, you know, this is obviously not your first, you know, venture into the e-commerce world or online um, businesses. What was your first venture into, into e-commerce? Uh, yeah, well, that was a long time ago, but I was 16 years old and I used to sell classic cars on eBay motors. Wow. So you would like, you would buy them and restore them or something or what would you do? Yeah. I'd buy them with my dad and my dad was like into that sort of thing. And he was, he came to me and he said, Hey, I don't know what this internet thing is all about. Do you want to, um, you know, help me out? And so he asked me, you know, he asked me to, to do it with him. I was a young man. I was about 16 years old. My dad was into that sort of thing. He came up to me and he said, hey, I heard about this eBay thing. Do you want to give it a shot? And so we actually started small. uh, And it was really fun to be 16 and do this because basically what we did is we'd get a car. um, We'd, you know, some of them we'd restore, some of them not. Uh, We did a big restoration project on a, what was it? It was like 68 uh, Mustang GT convertible. Um, and we actually didn't finish that. We still sold it sort of like in haphazard shape to another father son <laughs> combo. Mm-hmm. Um, but made like a really good profit on that. We, you know, but basically I would drive the, if it's in drivable shape, I would drive the car until I'd sell it. And I would sort of do it one by one until it started getting a little bit bigger. And I, you know, I was 16, so I wasn't that responsible. My dad would always be like, I hey, write everything down. And, you know, I was sort of figuring it out as I went, but, um, that was my first foray into e-commerce and it was wow, you know, cool. Yeah, I mean, I was making like, I wasn't making a ton of money, but I was making like a thousand dollars maybe a week for when I was sixteen. That was I, yeah. I was like, I'm rich. Yeah, that, that's no, was, that that's a lot of money actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, the rest of us were not making a thousand dollars a week when we were sixteen years, uh, yeah, right, sixteen right. years old. 
Speaking of which, guys, th this is a crazy story. Like, that I, I did not know Adam at all. I never even heard of him before he worked at this company. And he actually lives in, is it LA, Beverly Hills? Where do you live now? I'm in Santa Monica, yeah. Santa Monica, okay. And, and just, like, I don't know, like six months after he, he joined the company, I don't know how it came up, but 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 he found out that I, I came from uh, Oceanside, California originally. He's like, oh, what high school did you go to? I'm like, oh, El Camino. And he's like, oh my goodness, I went to El Camino. And I was like, wait a minute, what junior high school did you go to? I went to Lincoln. I was like, Holy crap, I went to Lincoln. I was like, wait a minute. What elementary school did you go to? I went to Palm Quest. I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. Here's somebody who I've known for months and out of the entire world, he doesn't even live around this area anymore. We went to the same elementary, middle school, and high school. So that's just like yeah, crazy, so nice. crazy coincidence there. But we are uh, Roadrunners, Panthers, and Wildcats for life, I guess, right? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, All right. Recently, so, uh, sorry. Yeah, recently you, you saw, said, did you say UCLA you went to? No, no, afterwards? no. I went to, I went to oh. USC. I was, I was saying I recently USC, okay, saw I somebody post, post like a, um, I don't know if you remember the fight song from El Camino, but I saw somebody post that and I like brought tears to my eyes. All right. So if I say it's EC time, it's EC time. What? What? Yeah. All right. He remembers. All right, guys. <laughs> well, well, enough for this trip down memory lane. <laughs> but um, anyway, so. High school ended, you know, you, you, you were doing that, that car stuff. Uh, you said you went to USC. What was your major there? Yeah. Uh, I majored in English and economics. Okay. What was your goal at the time? Like your career goal? Uh, well, I, I mean, I really just wanted to be a writer and I was like, I was really into music and writing and stuff. So I was really, I was kind of like really focused on that path. And I did mm -hmm. a bunch of economics classes as sort of like a, I just to be responsible, I guess. Yeah. And then, so what, what was like your first maybe paying job then after, after college? Yeah, I became an editor for a digital, uh, like a digital media trade publication called iMedia. Um, and I was getting paid very little, uh, less than I was making it actually selling cars on eBay. And then, um, <clears throat> I realized that I really didn't like being broke all the time. And so I went to New York and I sort of found my way into the ad scene there, like digital, oh. digital ads. Okay. I mean, first of all, that, 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 that's just cool. Like you actually kind of got a job in the, in the field that you studied. I mean, how many people nowadays cannot say that, you know, right. like, <laughs> you know, what, what did you major in? I majored in humanities. You know, what do you do now? You know, I, I work in accounting or something like that, right. you know? So right. that's kind of cool. So then in your adult life, then how did you get into, to e-commerce? Cause didn't you work at like, uh, or for a company that was connected with Alibaba or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like fast forward all of that. Um, I, I basically got into ads and I got from there, I got into startups and I, I was sort of in the startup space for a long time. And we did a startup that was connecting, it was like Facebook advertising for marketplace sellers. And the whole idea was at the time, Facebook advertising was really only for the sort of like, you know, premium, like it really just wasn't what it is today. Like not anybody could do it. Right. And so we wanted to sort of democratize it we did partnerships with, um, big commerce was our, sort of our first big one. Um, and that was, that was quite a ride. Um, but fast forward, that company got acquired and, um, I found myself at a, at a marketplace called open sky, um, which was sort of a social shopping marketplace. Um, and there I was doing a bunch of different stuff. Um, I was, we sort of would acquire other marketplaces. So I ran dot and bow for a little bit, which was a furniture mm -hmm. marketplace. And, um, I, you know, I did, I did a whole bunch of stuff there, but basically we, we, I, I started moving sort of into this logistics space because, uh, if you're, if you work in furniture, you know, that logistics is a major, major, uh, 
well, it's a, it's logistics is a major element of anything you're doing if you're in sure. e-commerce, but if you're in furniture, it's like it could, it could make or break the business, right? Cause if somebody returns something to you and it's a couch, like that co- it could cost you hundreds of dollars, right? Yeah. So, um, doing furniture sort of right is really, really challenging. Wayfair, you know, has their way to do it and they've obviously been really successful with that. Um, and so we started kind of getting deeper into logistics and then that sort of opened up pathways with Alibaba and, there's a bunch of stuff we did with Alibaba. I'm not like responsible for it at all. I was just sort of, I was there, but um, Alibaba ended up acquiring the company. And, uh, and so I was at Alibaba for, for a while and that was super, super interesting. Uh, I got to travel to China a bunch of times, um, you know, saw how it's quite different the way people work there versus the way people work here. But um, yeah, it was a really interesting time. And that just kind of like, it was just kind of a, master's degree and in, in like sort of deep e-commerce and global trade and all this stuff. So it was, it was really fun, really interesting. Okay. So you actually just spoke at, at a conference or, or an online or in-person conference recently. What was your uh, topic that you were talking about there? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I just spoke at, um, I spoke at discover, which is delivers conference. I almost said that backwards. Um, and my, the, my top, the whole thing was just trends for 2022. So what I wanted to focus on was, you know, where are, where are the business opportunities going? Because I think that the business opportunities um, are going to draw strategic decisions. And got this really interesting graph from Global Wired Advisors that showed that if you are, uh, in, if you are an FBA uh, Amazon seller, right, at a certain level of EBITDA, like what is your exit multiple, right? So if I sell, you know, so let's say um, I make, you know, $500,000 a year in earnings for my, for my, uh, Amazon business. What, what can I actually sell my business for? And like, let's say yeah. that you could sell it for two X of, of earnings. So for $500,000, you make a million bucks, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it showed this graph that actually showed that as you sort of have more and more earnings, you actually get an increased multiple. And then, but something interesting happens at $2.5 million. So the graph also, excuse me, the graph also had multi-channel sellers and they're kind of tracking along the same line. Multi-channel sellers getting a slightly higher exit multiple than uh, FBA sellers. But then something interesting happens at $2.5 million. FBA sellers sort of keep going up. The FBA, um, yeah, the FBA businesses sort of keep going up in terms of their exit multiple. So they sort of get, I think if I recall correctly, they get to um, maybe a 5X, uh, 5x multiple at something like, a, you know, maybe $5 million of earnings. That's a pretty, mm-hmm. you're starting to get into a pretty big business there. Um, but at $2.5 million of earnings, the multi-channel businesses have this huge jump in exit multiple and they start like double, they start basically getting double the exit mm. price for the same amount of money. Right. So you know, if, you, if you're making $5 million in earnings at, for a multi-channel brand versus a, an Amazon brand, um, you can actually, if you sell the company, you know, instead of getting five X, you might get 10 X for example. And so that was sort of the graph and it's, and I think it's really important because it's going to, first of all, I think Amazon's a great place to build a brand. I think a lot of people think when they think brand, they think Shopify immediately, but I don't think that's necessarily true. And I think there's, there's really great examples of brands that were built on Amazon that are, you know, have since gone multi-channel. Um, and so sort of, I spent the rest of the time talking about, you know, how you might consider building a brand on Amazon and some strategies for that. And that was based on interviews that I did with some people. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun and I got some good feedback from it. And I think it's, it's a direction that, you know, people should be really cognizant of because 
if you think about Walmart, you think about Shopify, you know, these are serious players and they are going to make major investments uh, to their platforms to compete with Amazon. And that, I think that's going to benefit the ecosystem. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what are some other trends? You know, you talk about some trends there, but what are some other trends that you're seeing, at least just in the Amazon space? Like, I'm not sure if you look at any numbers like on, on you know, like how many new sellers there are on Amazon or how many people reach that seven figure gross sales mark, you know, um, you know, Amazon puts out a lot of this information and some of their quarterly reports. Have you had a chance to like compile any of this and maybe share some trends or, or some ideas on where you see, where you see the marketplace moving? So I, you know, I mean, I think if you look at it at a macro level, a lot of the growth in new sellers is coming from, you know, international, like that's where Amazon's expanding. Um, so, you know, there's some, there's some trends like that that are sort of not that really, not that surprising. Um, I think we've seen some pretty surprising trends in that, you know, the, the total number of sellers on Amazon is not really slowing down. It's just becoming a little bit more international. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're seeing, we're definitely seeing U S sellers sort of maturing. Um, but I think you could misinterpret that. I think you, I think a lot of people see that and think, you know, you shouldn't start a business on Amazon now in the US, for example, or in Europe. And I think that that's like actually pretty misguided. I think that because it's a more mature marketplace, um, you know, I think there's probably a feeling that there's it's more fierce competition and it's harder to get started. But you also have a much more mature logistics, um, you know, uh, ecosystem. Um, freight forwarding is really is sort of advanced, like in, and not just advanced, but also, you know, there's, there's companies like Flexport, which sort of automate the entire thing. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot that, that you can do in the space now with the right investment that'll really fast forward your growth because the ecosystem is matured. So I think you're really just seeing more growth internationally because Amazon is growing really fast internationally. Right. Like they're just opening yeah. up more marketplaces and they just want and the local people are just providing, you know, business opportunity for the locals there. Um, I do think we're seeing potentially less sellers getting started on Amazon than in the past. But that's really if you just compare it to 2020. I think historically it's not really a decrease and you can't really compare it to 2020 because that was COVID and that was sort of everybody was jumping into the space at that time. So. That's okay. sort of, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm seeing sort of at a really, really high level. I, I also think that, um, the ecosystem, the educational ecosystem around getting started on Amazon is much more developed. Um, that's, that's a place I'm really interested in investing more. Um, so I think there's, there's still a lot happening and I still think it's the, you know, the greatest business opportunity, uh, for sort of, you know, small business. I think it's one of the greatest business opportunities we've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, you know, you, your job here at Helium 10 is, is your like, well, one of them is, is you're kind of in charge of our, our new trusted partner directory. And, and along with that, you, you've been, you know, talking to lots of our users, you know, Hey, what are you, what are some of your needs? And then you've been talking to a lot of companies who want to get into the partner directory. What's just some, some, you know, high level information from all these interviews you've done, like, what do you see a hunger for out there as far as, you know, something that, you know, Helium 10 is not, it has A to Z on the, on the software side, but you know, we're not doing product yeah. photography for people yeah. or, or we're not, I don't Easy. know, uh, managing yeah. their inspections or something like that. What, what are some of these big things that people are looking for out there? Well, so, okay. So you mean by, in terms of solutions or you mean sort of, like, yeah, like what, what are people looking for? solutions for, you know, Amazon sellers, 
um, outside of what what Helium 10 directly you oh, know, I offers. See. I see. Yeah. Um, logistics, big one right now. And I think that's sort of, you know, a little bit of people hedging their bets, a little bit of, you know, like, okay, I should think about doing something that's not FBA. Maybe it's FBM. Maybe it's somewhere to store my goods before I, you know, send it to FBM. Maybe it's um, somewhere that is going to help me with shipping, last mile shipping to the customer. So lots and lots of requests coming in around logistics, which is obviously a complex space. Um, yeah. See lots of, uh, I actually see lots of inbounds around influencer marketing. And that's something that we've been really interested in for a long time. Um, you know, I think it's hard to make influencer marketing work, right? And so like, what's influencer marketing? It means you're getting someone else to say, hey, I use this product. It's really awesome. Go check it out over here, right? And it's probably one of the key drivers of growth in the D2C ecosystem. I, I think that it, sh- it could be doing more in the Amazon ecosystem. And I think, you know, finding the right influencers, um, finding the attribution systems to make that work, that's something that's more challenging um, on Amazon. And there are solutions coming out now that are great for that. There's definitely plenty of businesses that provide um, influencer sort of databases to help you find influencers. Um, And a lot of people, you know, are trying to also find the shortcut, right? And like, how can I not pay a ton of money to to some service? And like, I want to test it first. How do I go about that? And so again, that kind of comes back to education because there are like in anything, there's sort of tips and tricks and hacks and ways to do it you know, sort of more effectively for cheaper, at least to pilot it when you get started. Um, so I'm, I see a lot in sort of those two areas from the customer side, um, and then things that are sort of requirements, right? Insurance, uh, you know, anything that people sort of Amazon says you have to do this, but they don't really necessarily offer it. Um, or they don't offer it at a great price maybe. So, you know, there's, there's sort of brand registry things, trademarks, like all that sort of, that sort of fun stuff. Um, and so we've kind of, you know, prioritized those types of solutions. Lots of people want help with PPC and, yep. you know, matching um, effective PPC agencies to customers is definitely something that we want to be really, really good at. Um, and and also VAs, like a lot of people want VAs, but they also don't want to go on our Facebook group, for example, and say, hey, can I get a VA and then have their inbox blown up? So what's the sort of best way uh, to find a VA? you know, is it just I go to Fiverr or, or whatever, or is there a better way? And I think a lot of these things come down to trust. Um, and so thematically, I, what I see a lot of is people looking for trusted solutions. And, you know, we're, we're taking a stab at that with the trusted partner directory. I think there's so much stuff that we can do around building trust and credibility in the space for part, for sort of outside partners um, who want to work with helium 10 and provide that trusted service. And, uh, you know, we're just, we're like at, we're at the starting line still with that. We've, we've accomplished a lot, but I still think there's like, there's so much that we can do. Yeah, absolutely. Now there's some companies that are in the directory, by the way, guys, again, uh, if you're wondering what the heck we were talking about, just go to directory.helium10.com. And there's definitely some companies here that we all kind of know, like they've probably been on the podcast before. Like we've got sellers alley, you know, Lazar has been on the podcast. Um, we've got AMZ One Step, uh, you know, which does a lot of product photography. I just found out that they even have a, a full studio in China for for product photography, and they do 3D renders, which I I didn't know about. Um, we've got YLT Translations up in here, which which translates listings to other marketplace. Yana, she's been on the podcast uh, before here. Who else do I 
I see just looking here, um, Creative. You know, they've been on the podcast twice. They got a three PL yeah. warehouse, and but there's some here that maybe are not uh, that mainstream. And so I thought, you know, maybe we just briefly say what they're about because not even I know know some of these. But here's one that I know about. Um, but maybe you could enlighten people about Fope, like soap, but with a with a F. Like, what do they do? Yeah. Um, so Fope has so Fope basically helps you. It connects you with um, sort of photographers. Um, and a lot of these photographers are, are social media influencer type folks. So they're kind of, you know, they're good. They have a good eye for that type of photography. Um, I don't think that's all they have, but that's, but you know, so you can consider like, this is where I want to go to get my product photography done and not just sort of, you know, white background, but I want to get like, you know, some, a really great shot that's going to highlight the features. Um, and they have a really great service for, you know, allowing you to try a bunch of different folks. Um, it's really cost effective and they've been really great. Uh, they've been really effective for us. We did a little promotion around the Walmart launch and they were really effective for us there because Walmart, you know, they, they really don't want you to have the same, um, they, they don't want you to have the same type of, um, content that's on your Amazon listings. And this can be really challenging for people. It can be especially challenging if you have a high, a high, uh, well, it's a, it's a SKU count or UPC count in Walmart and ASIN count in Amazon. Um, and so folk can kind of help you really quickly whip up a lot of different content. And of course, then you can use that for other things, right? Like it's not just about listings, but using it in social media, using it in your launch, using it in any content marketing that you're doing or any Facebook advertising that you're doing or really anywhere, right? So um, it's just sort of a really great way to, to kind of answer the question of how do I get really great product images really fast, really cost effectively. Um, and they've been a really great partner to Helium 10. Okay, cool. Uh, a, a new, a newer one that just uh, got launched on here a little while ago. This is actually somebody who has been on the podcast before, but most people have never heard this name. Cellcord. Uh, what, what do they do? Yeah, so Cellcord is another one that we partnered with for the Walmart launch. Um, one of you know one aspect of the partnerships that we tried to put together for for Walmart was just obviously, you know, something that was gonna add value to the launch and help people be more successful on Walmart without sort of muddying the message uh, without, you know, we're obviously providing tools for Walmart. And so we wanted things that were going to be specifically value add. And so we, you know, we talked to Walmart and they're, you know, they kind of have things that they like to see, right? So they have sort of distant, different types of listing requirements. They have different logistics requirements and they have different, and they want different content from Amazon. Um, and so Michael of, of Cellcord, uh, he's, you know, you've had him on the podcast. He obviously is a very seasoned Walmart seller. Um, and, and he also has this agency. And so they were, they were sort of really helpful in helping people understand, okay, like how would I, might I do my listings for Walmart and optimize for, for keywords and obviously also maybe use the Helium 10 tools, um, to sort of be more effective there. So, uh, but the other thing that we were doing with, with Michael that's really interesting is we're looking to structure packages that service the Helium 10 customer. And, you know, one of the things that we want to be cognizant about when we're working with other partners is that, you know, the, the Helium 10 user base is, is quite large at this point. Um, yeah. And a lot of people are new and a lot of people are sort of smaller sellers. Um, now we have tons and tons of bigger sellers as well, but everybody kind of wants the bigger sellers and that would be really annoying. I mean, imagine you're, you know, seven figure seller, you log in Helium 10 and like, you don't want to see a bunch of ads, right? So, um, you know, we're trying to find solutions that can help smaller sellers, pricing schemes that can help smaller sellers. And Michael's been really a really great partner in helping us sort of think through that. Um, so those are the types of like actually deeper partnerships that we're trying to do 
um, when we when we launch something, right? So that's just one example. Um, but uh, yeah, so Sellcard will just help you create really great Walmart listings. Okay, cool. Now, how do people apply to be part of this? Because it's not a uh, well. First, first, first of all, you know, talk about how people apply, and then how the approval process is like. Because I know. I don't know. I have no idea what the number is, but I would imagine that we only approve like one out of every five or 10 applications. So yeah, we have been very, very selective. I would say it's maybe one out of 50. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, it's real. I mean, there's, it's not that we don't want more folks on the, on the directory. Um, It's sort of a matter of prioritization and, you know, how can we verify people? And so one of the things that we look for um, like vetting process is a big piece of this, right? So one of the things that we look for is we want to talk to existing Helium 10 customers and we kind of get their review. Now we're doing this manually right now, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, me, my team get on the phone with Helium 10 sellers and we ask them about a prospective partner and they give us their feedback right now. we let the partner select those people, but we verify that they're sellers. We might say, hey, like just we just want anybody you got. And so they'll sort of provide us the folks. And we just make sure everything matches up and we let the customers who are sort of joint customers, you know, essentially um vet vet the partner. And then after a few of those, then we can say, okay, cool, we'll get we'll get you on. So it's sort of a time consuming process. Um, I, I'm sure there are folks who are gonna be listening to this who will be frustrated because maybe they applied and they got rejected. I promise you <laughs> that we are um, mm-hmm. going to be improving the process. It is definitely a, a manual process today, um, but we're going to be improving it in the, in the, in the next few months here. Okay. Now, I mean, I, I just thought of this right now. You and I have never talked about this, so you can clearly shut me down here, but obviously there's a lot of, of, you know, service providers and things who, who want to get in there. And, and those who know about this program, they're, they're going to reach out, but a lot of Amazon sellers out there like use, maybe some some off the wall companies that maybe aren't mainstream but they're like you know what these people really help me a lot and i think they could help other amazon sellers like would you be open to like some of our users like submitting some some suggestions for the partner directory and like really grade a uh, service providers out there absolutely um i actually look, use the facebook group for that today nice so like if i see people i so i'm i'm sort of you know, I try to participate, but I, I read it a lot. And I, you know, if people are saying, Hey, I use this service, um, then we definitely want to, you know, we will often follow that up with outreach. Now, the problem is that, you know, we want to be careful about people gaming the system and trying to get in. So we're yeah. really, we're pretty careful about, um, you know, about the way that we go about it. Um, but you know, we, we do try to look for authentic sellers um, providing feedback on partners one way or another. And we also look at other groups too. I mean, there's tons of Amazon groups out there. Um, there's ones that I'm in that I just lurk around and I, you know, I try to see who people are talking about sort of really good partners. Um, so, you know, the more buzz, the more authentic buzz about a partner, a potential partner or service provider, um, the more we'll want to work with them. The other piece of this is that not every agency is sort of infinitely scalable, meaning they can't just take on you know, 300 new customers, they may be, you know, you could have agency, you could have 50 customers and that would be, you know, that, and you could be making millions of dollars, right? If you, if we suddenly like drove you 200 customers, those 200 customers are not necessarily going to get a good experience and that's not necessarily good for anybody involved. So part of this also is having a good understanding of the partner's capacity. And so, you know, that, that's why we're, 
being a little bit conservative about the way that we're rolling it out because we want it to be a good experience for the end seller. And that is the mission of partnerships at Helium 10. It has to be value add for the sellers. We're seller yeah. first and we're always going to be seller first. When we pilot the partnership, we don't take any rev share or anything like that. It's all about understanding what the sellers, uh, how we're adding value to those sellers and what the seller response is. And so if we do something and we test something, we always sort of test it first. We usually kind of promote it to a, a small group of people. If we do that and we don't get great responses from from the folks that we um, that we sort of expose the partnership to, then mm-hmm. we don't really continue to pursue it. So we try to be you know methodical about um, about providing value add for the sellers, and then the ones that you know the, the folks who are able to illustrate that they can scale with us, um, that they can be, be sort of reflexive to to seller needs and to our needs, and participate a lot in whatever opportunities we have, like. It's not just about TPD, but there's, we always do sort of mark, like, you, you know, we work together, Bradley, we did the elite workshop recently yep. and we, we yep. got a bunch of partnerships together for that. We offered a ton of like real discounts. Um, those discounts we gave to elite were, were, uh, basically like in lieu of us getting paid for those, we passed them off to elite. Right. And then we got a bunch of people yeah. to sign up for elite and that's better for everybody. So there's sort of cases where we try to make this really authentic and, and really value add and Again, so if you're a partner and you feel like you're being neglected, we are aware of you if you've applied and we will, uh, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get sort of communication from us. Um, but if you get a rejection, just hang in there and, you know, we, we will get to you and we'll, we'll give you your sort of your opportunity. Um, so that's kind of why, it, that's why we've structured it the way we've structured it so far. And if you do want to apply, you can go to directory.helium10.com slash apply. I think that's the correct URL. There's a button on the top right of the page. You can click that, um, and you know, just 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 be nice and work with us, and we'll uh, we'll get it done together. All right. Now, next year we've got something uh, really excited, uh, excited, <laughs> really exciting planned from September 19th to 22nd, 2022. Can you talk about what in the world is going on on those days and where? Um, yeah. So, um, if you're listening to this, you might as well just book your ticket to Vegas. Um, we will be at the Virgin hotel on September 19th and we'll be hosting the first inaugural sell and scale summit hosted by helium 10. And that's going to be, I hope will be the biggest, uh, Amazon e-commerce seller event of the year. Cool. Uh, Of ever. (laughs) <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, yeah I guess it should be ever. Yeah. Certainly uh, in the last two years. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah, like hopefully um, be the biggest event ever. And, you know, we're hoping, you know, well over 2000 people, right? Oh, yeah. It's going to be well over 2000 people. Uh, we, you know, so we have a three year plan. I want to get over 2000 this year, but I want it to be sort of doubling and tripling year over year. Uh, we'd like to think big here. So um, it's going to be, it's going to be a massive event. Uh, and we're going to have, uh, well, we're going to have all sorts of amazing speakers or we're going to have amazing tracks. I really want it to be something that's, that's like, like, I will think this will be a big success if we can have sort of the type of event where you can get the type of knowledge that you would not, you'd only be able to get in like a much, much more expensive event. Right. Like, so I yeah. really, I'm, I'm trying to find ways that we can make that happen. Um, but we're, so we're going to have like really cutting edge stuff. Certainly, there'll be VIP tracks that are going to get access to really cutting-edge hacks and, and that type of thing. All white hat, of course. Um, and the thing that I'm most excited about of the entire event 
is Bradley Sutton will be hosting a Zumba dance class one morning. <laughs> I'm not sure which All right, day I'm yet. down. I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, if, if you're in Vegas and, 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 you know, after the show, you know, there's, there's, we're probably gonna have our own social event and other people go out partying and stuff. And it's hard to like get inspired to, to get the blood going in the morning for the morning session. So yeah, you know, I think that would be good. We'll get people like, all right, come to the Zumba class and, and you'll be, yeah. you'll, you'll be wide awake after that. I think it'll be VIP party Monday, Monday night. And then the whole sort of event will kick off Tuesday, run to Thursday. So we'll have to decide which day, if it's Tuesday or Wednesday is going to be your Zumba class, but I will be there. All right. Can't awesome. Wait. Awesome. All right. So guys, <laughs> you have double reason now that you can come for the Amazon knowledge, stay for the Zumba is what we're going to be doing there. All right. Now, um, you know, you have a, a very varied background with, with e-commerce, you know, seeing, uh, you know, being on with the Alibaba and then working on the logistics side. And now you're working with a, a lot of partners here. So we usually ask if it's an Amazon seller, like, Hey, give us your Amazon strategy or Amazon hack. You know, when it, when it's a, a kind of a mindset person, I'm like, Hey, give give me your, your mindset hack for, for entrepreneurs out there. But you, uh, what is your 30 second tip? Your, your TST 30 second tip, um, could be related to anything that's up your alley. You know, I mean, the way I usually think about things is when I have a, so this is sort of comes from being an entrepreneur. I don't know if this is a great tip, but, uh, when it comes to sort of being an entrepreneur or doing early stage things, you're always sort of thinking about how I can 10 X what I'm doing. Right. So that's one thing. Like, don't, you know, don't just think about how can I 2X this or how can I improve it by 20%? Like, what would need to happen for you to 10X that? And for that to happen, often what it means is that the problem that you're dealing with right now would have to, you have to be working on something that makes that problem just completely inconsequential. Um, and so what's a, what's a, what's a good example of this? Like, um, like Facebook groups, actually, Facebook groups is a great example of a way you can 10 X your business, right? Because, uh, Facebook groups are a dis discord groups are, you know, discord is, is pretty popular right now. Um, so if you, if you have a business where you're sort of selling to customers, one of the best things you can do is you can get them engaged in a group because that group is going to be, um, a place where people come and congregate and share their thoughts and ideas. And that's going to let you know exactly the kinds of things that you should be selling. So all of a sudden you've developed a tribe. Now, if you have a Facebook group and it's scaling, then like you thinking about how am I going to get those next five sales? Like now it doesn't even matter because your sales are operating on it. Your, your growth is operating on sort of like the next order of magnitude, right? Because the group is going to grow exponentially. So yeah. that's sort of like one example off the top of your head, but I'm, I'm always trying to think of ways that we can 10 X something as opposed to increase it by a small percentage. So, and, and you can, you can really get some creative ideas when you start thinking about that. Helium 10X your mentality. I like that. Boom. There we go, right? Um, all right, now just, you know, if people, you know, you, you talked about, hey, you're open to getting, uh, you know, suggestions for trusted partner directory and, or maybe there's a company out there who wants to like, hey, how, how can I get on the the early bird list to make sure that I can have my own booth at this sell and scale, sale and scale, I should say, um, or just, you know, Anybody wants to reach out to you? Are you cool with uh, putting out your contact information? Um, yes. So let me say this. I really, really want to meet all the partners. and But I really want you guys to come like very authentically. So don't, you know, like hire someone to recommend you or do that sort of thing. Like, please don't do that because we, we just, we, we see it happen and it's going to make it a lot harder for you. We really want authentic folks to come to talk to who are offering real solutions for sellers. So if that's you 
and I hope it is, then you should reach out to us. And the best place to reach out to us is at partners at helium10.com. It sounds like it's super corporate email. There's, it's like me and one other person on the list. So it goes right to me, but I think that's the best place so that we can sort of or, organize the, the emails. So partners at helium10.com. If you have a partner suggestion, partners at helium10.com is a great place to do it. If you, uh, we will be probably coming out with um, other ways to contact us around sell and scale. It's pretty early right now. Um, like I'm going to go to Vegas tomorrow to go walk the grounds. Um, so very, very sort of early stage, but um, if you if you have sort of thoughts or you're interested in, in becoming a sponsor or an exhibitor, we're going to have lots of opportunities uh, to do that. Once again, reach out to us, partners at helium10.com. Awesome. All right. Well, Adam, thank you for bringing your uh, knowledge and experience with us and, and not just here on this podcast, but here to the company. It's really great that we're we're developing this partner directory out and, and doing this cool uh, event next year. So thank you for all your help you've been giving. And, and we'll definitely reach out to you in the future to come back and maybe uh, who knows, maybe I'll see you at one of these high school reunions. <laughs> Sounds good, Bradley. Thanks for having me. That was a lot of fun.